news you need ahead of cold season. Last week, CVS Health said that it would preemptively stop selling over-the-counter cold medicines with the decongestant phenylephrine as the only active ingredient. In September, a team of FDA advisors voted that the drug was likely not effective, though the agency has yet to formally pull it from its list of allowed over-the-counter products. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. President Joe Biden has asked Congress to supplement fiscal 2024 funding with $1.2 billion to stop fentanyl from entering the U.S. at the southern border. The money would pay for fentanyl detection machines and additional law enforcement along the Mexican border. The U.S. had an estimated 110,000 overdose deaths last year, mostly caused by the illicit synthetic opioid. And the National Institutes of Health is updating its research grant application process so that expertise and resources will be evaluated for sufficiency only to prevent an institution or researcher's reputation from skewing decisions. The updates are expected early next year. And America's opioid epidemic is worsening as Congress struggles to renew an expired support act from 2018. Politico Global Health reporter Carmen Pawn is here to break down why legislators are struggling to stem the crisis. Hey, Carmen, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So to start, can you give us a little bit of a background on the original Support Act from 2018, which expired earlier this year? So in October 2018, when the Support Act passed, it was seen as a landmark law to support people who had opioid use disorder. It put a lot of money, about $20 billion over five years, into treatment for people with opioid use disorder, a recovery, law enforcement, and really tried to make a dent into the opioid crisis at the time. And, you know, five years later, it came up for reauthorization. And even though at the time, lawmakers from both parties and then President Donald Trump thought that this law is going to make a dent in the number of overdose deaths, things actually have gotten a lot worse. The number of people dying from a drug overdose in the last five years has increased by about 60%. Wow. Okay. But now it seems like Congress is kind of paralyzed on the opioid crisis. Why is that? It just feels like the urgency that lawmakers and the administration in 2018 had to pass the Support Act is not there anymore, even though things have gotten so much worse. The CDC estimated that in 2022, there were about 110,000 people who died from a drug overdose, which is a record high. In Congress, it feels at times that, you know, there's not just one thing that you could do to reduce the number of people overdosing. There are many ideas around, like, for example, trying to to make sure that people who are incarcerated, many of them with substance use disorder, have access to treatment while in jail, and also to make sure that when they get out of jail, which is the time when they're very vulnerable to dying from a drug overdose, they do have access to care. And that was discussed, and some Republicans were concerned that it would come with a huge bill for the federal government, so it wasn't included in what they were considering now for the reauthorization bill. But many advocates actually feel that that is one thing that you could do to really try to reduce the number of drug overdoses. Another one is increasing even further access to medication-assisted treatment by, for example, widening access to methadone, which right now is only dispensed through specialized clinics. So there are advocates who argue that if they could be dispensed at regular pharmacies, if prescribed by a doctor, of course, it would actually help people get treated and stay in recovery from opioid use disorder. Who specifically are the key lawmakers that are sort of blocking progress right now and and what are their top concerns? 
So not necessarily blocking progress, but not making any progress is basically the chair of the health committee in the Senate, Bernie Sanders, independent of Vermont. He is the one that should initiate a discussion, a debate, hearing, and a markup of the reauthorization bill of the Support Act in the health committee. But he hasn't, even though the deadline has expired. And I asked him on the Hill a few weeks ago why that's not a priority. And he listed his work in trying to set up a primary healthcare system in the U.S. and lower the price of prescription drugs. And he said, and we're dealing with a myriad of problems, and he included the Support Act there. So it definitely is not at the top of his priority list. And that's why we haven't seen basically any movement in the health committee in the Senate on the bill. This bill did expire a few weeks ago. What are the long-term ramifications that we could see if Congress doesn't make moves soon? Things will basically remain on autopilot. And as we can see so far, what is happening right now, the policy that we have is not enough to really fight an increase in the number of drug overdoses. As long as they don't reauthorize this, there will be no new ways or no new approaches to try to respond to the crisis. And potentially, once the appropriated money for the grants that run through the Support Act run out, people, authorities will not be able to benefit from that funding anymore. The biggest concern is that the number of drug overdoses will just continue to go up and it's already at record highs. And public health activists that I talk to and harm reduction activists say that Congress needs to embrace some of these bold ideas to respond because just tinkering around the ages of the law, how it was in 2018, is not going to change things significantly. Also because the crisis has changed so much. In 2018, a lot of it was still caused by prescription opioids. Now it's caused by illicit fentanyl, which is so much more powerful than many other drugs that people have used in the past and which can kill in this really small amount. So the nature of the foe has really changed and Congress has to be innovative and respond to that, which so far is not happening. Well, Carmen, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. Great talking to you, Catherine. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thank you for listening.